Well, actually, I think somebody put to the cart before the horse. Uh, legal action is one of the options, but we are not there yet. Hmm. Because before you take legal action, you need to meet with your colleagues and discuss and look at different options, the chances of succeeding and of not succeeding. So we are not there yet. But it is one of the options because a number of political parties obviously are talking about that. And the reason one would want to do that is to get answers from the president because you know from the beginning the president has been very evasive. Questions have been asked, how come that you had so much foreign currency on your property and why were you hiding it in the, in, in the sofa? And, uh, but the most important thing is that you are the person who drafted who led the process of drafting the Constitution. You know what the Constitution says, you know what the law says, but you seem to be deliberately uh, breaking the law, creating the impression that you are above the law. So we were asking questions. Obviously, if those questions are answered, whether through the court or whatever method he wants to use, then the election would not be necessary. But the most important thing was to get answers, okay? Once we know that the man is transparent, he can be trusted, then there would not be any need for that. So the most important thing is that you want to have a leader, you want to have a president that is not acting like he's above the law, so that when we say to people, everybody is equal before the law, people should not be able to say, yeah, we understand what you're saying, but why is the president allowed to do one, two, three, and we are not allowed to do one, two, three? As you know, Elvis, that you are not allowed to keep so much foreign currency on you. If you do that, you'll be arrested. And the fact is that if it was somebody else and not the president with so much foreign currency on his property, something would have been done long ago. He would have been arrested long ago. So our issue is we want to make sure that the president of South Africa is a trustworthy person who is not involved in money laundering. Because the problem is that when you refuse to give answers, people are going to start speculating. And when people speculate, they will come to wrong conclusion, and we don't want to come to wrong conclusion. When you hear people are saying that he's involved in money laundering, and you read stuff about money that has come from Dubai, 20 million that has come from Dubai, 10 million that has come from Qatar, then you ask yourself question, where is the truth here? Because the person that can clarify us and give us the truth is quiet. Now, you talk mm-hmm. about the businessman from Sudan, it has been quiet. Now I see Sophie Mugwena is talking about and interviewing this businessman recover. So my question is, and what the people of South Africa wants to know is the truth. Let the president be honest, let the president be transparent, let the president tell the truth, and this matter will, will be laid to rest. Now, several ANC MPs defied uh, their party's mandate to vote against the adoption of the uh, Section 89 panel report. Were you surprised or perhaps confused about uh, their voting structure? No surprise because we were hearing stories about many of them, and we heard also <clears throat> that at, we heard that the, the number was around 60. That is why we also approached the Speaker of Parliament and requested her that she should, she should allow a vote in secret. And the reason we did that is that when you are doing dealing with corruption, we want to ensure that. It is truly eradicated, and for it to be truly eradicated, let those who are aware of something have the liberty 
to be able to say, I know about this and I can testify as long as my testimony or my person is kept secret, is honored, is respected in public, knowing that uh, some people obviously intimidate and threaten. I don't want to lose my life. I don't want to be killed. I don't want to lose my job. Some people are saying, but here are the facts that I have. And because of this fact, I cannot support a person whose moral conduct is mm-hmm. unacceptable. So when it comes to moral conduct, the ACDP believes that people should have the right even to have the vote in secret. But when it comes to party policies and general things, fine, we are saying, let's follow the party policy. But yes. when it comes to moral conduct, let people be mm-hmm. free to support a person who's morally upright and morally, not morally corrupt. Yes, I thank you so much. That was the ACDP leader, Reverend Dr. Kenneth Meshwe. For more on the story, we're joined on the line by the ANC head of the presidency, Sibongile Besani. A very good morning to you and welcome. Uh, good morning, Elvis, and good morning to the listeners. Mr. Thanks for having me. Mr. Besani, four ANC MPs rebelled against the party by voting in favor of the Palapala report to be adopted. Will you be taking any action against these said members? Well, Elvis, uh, we have 214 people, including some members of the opposition, who have supported the motion of the ANC, I mean, not the motion, the position of the ANC, which is quite significant and huge. Um, <clears throat> we have history here of people in Chicago, for an example, at some stage, some members of the ANC uh, voted against the party line and voted with the opposition. They were expelled. They were taken through a disciplinary process. In Malutapofu, 16 of members voted against the party line. They were taken through the disciplinary process. And I suppose that there is nothing untoward for the ANC when it receives the report. It must subject every member to its rules, its processes, which is uh, which should be a demonstration of consistency. And I, I think the, the ANC must process that. But we have history. That's the point I'm making. And I think that history uh, should also, every matter that is similar to that should be handled in line with that particular history so that there is demonstration of consistency. The president survived the impeachment vote in parliament, but was this perhaps a precursor for what's to come at the ANC conference on Friday in terms of the president, Sir Ramaphosa's re-election as the party president? No, the Palapala issue is not linked to the conference. The conference, whether we had Palapala or not, was still going to happen. That is why... The members of the ANC have nominated President Sivan Ramaphosa uh, in, in their in their droves, so um, that branches specifically. So uh, it's not a matter that is linked to that. The president has subjected himself to the ANC processes, and the ANC has expressed itself on the matter. And we think that um, the conference will, will go on in terms of its. Uh, regulations, its guidelines, in terms of what it's supposed to do. And, of course, uh, one is of the belief that President Ramaphosa, based on what the work he has done in the ANC and what he's busy doing throughout the country, under all difficult circumstances, members of the ANC, uh, in terms of their nomination, they will 
they will confirm him. Mm-hmm. We've, we saw the four members voting in favour with the opposition. We also saw the spokesperson of the former, former controversies, uh, military veteran spokesperson, Carl Niaus, expelled Tony Yangeni and Batabila Dlamini, barred from positions in the top six of the NEC. Would these dissenting voices in the party perhaps derail the unity project of the ruling party, you think? No, it is an unrelated issue here. The first one, the issue of Kalni House, is separate from uh, any other thing. It is based on his um, conduct as a member. He has been throughout the uh, the media speaking all kinds of things against his own organization that he he claims to, to, to be supporting. So he had to be taken through a disciplinary process. So he was not dealt with unfairly. He would have seen that even when he tried to to mobilize, agitate people against the ANC, especially President Senator Ramaphosa, he, he, he would remain a loner. He, it's not a person, it's not a, an act that would divide the ANC. That's the point I'm making. It's not going to divide the ANC. With regards to Comrade Tony Yengeni and others, um, this is in line with uh, the, the rules and regulations. But what we normally say is that all these should be subject, should should uh, we hope that everything has been done in line with the constitution of the ANC.